0: We are one step closer to the Arizona Coyotes moving to the Ted, but still a long ways to go, but a lot went down last night. We'll get into it. Thank you so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan, Steve Peters and Craig. You finally made it to a city council meeting. How was it?
1: Well, I I dragged Cheerston with me.
0: Yeah, I know. We thought Cheerston would finally get out of it, and then last minute, Cheerston, <laughs> we
1: need you. Yeah, yeah. She's and and she crushed it again, right? Like, yeah. I know that the videos that she shot are just getting hammered on on Twitter. they they're getting a lot of views everywhere they're posted. So very happy to have uh, another professional there with me last night it was it was important because it was an important moment
2: for this franchise but one of the things though i watched it because we've been through how many city council meetings over the last i don't know 15 20 years i i I thought leading up to this one craig that this was going to be i thought it was gonna be a half hour 45 minutes boom we're in and out i i
0: when the public gets to speak, PD.
2: Yes, indeed. I know. That's, I should that's, know better that's now. the game changer.
0: But right at least there, it PD. wasn't eight hours like the one in, when was that? June?
1: Yeah, the one that I skipped. Oh, one of two that I skipped, rather. <laughs> yeah, when you were in the woods. In the,
0: in the woods. Uh, but that brings up a point, Craig, because I think there's been some confusion over the last month. Because earlier this month the council voted to send this vote to referendum and that passed. So, and then last week there was a presentation to the city council with more information. And then there was Tuesday night's vote. So what was last night? What was its purpose and why did it kind of happen? It's seemingly out of order. I I think there's just been a lot of confusion about the way this is all unfolded.
1: Yeah, it's procedural. Um, They, they had to vote at some point, to to let people know how they felt about the process, but obviously it, it had already been referred to referendum. Now, if the if the city council had come out last night and voted against it, it's dead. It's dead right then and there. There's no referendum. There's no further progress on this. The deal is officially dead. But I think it was pretty clear once they referred it to referendum, really, even in June, guys, when they when they voted five two in favor of moving forward. But definitely you know when when they referred it to referendum that they were going to support this deal there there's some some timing issues there are new referendum laws in Arizona that require 180 days notice before putting it on referendum so the timing of all this was important in order to get it on the ballot for May 16th they had to refer it to referendum earlier this month that's the 6 months required basically the 180 days if they had waited until later if they if they had voted and then and then it, it goes to referendum after that it gets referred to referendum. a group gathers the signatures after that vote last night to put it to referendum. Well, now you've missed that May 16th date and it pushes this back to August. That obviously lengthens the timeline for construction, for anything that they can do for just basic approval of the process. And there was, there was some concern. I can tell you that there were other groups ready to gather the signatures necessary to, Put this on the ballot and and again that would have been in August. So the coyotes were proactive and and listen they're they're also embracing the idea of putting this before citizens. It truly is going to be a decision where all Tepe stakeholders get to vote in the process. That's how they're that's how they're discussing it right now. That's what council was saying last night. But again, this was a 7-0 vote, guys. And I want to stress how big that is especially given where we were in January when I published a story that said they don't have the votes. They're two votes short of getting this approved. Now, they, the Coyotes weren't allowed to speak publicly about the proposal at that time because of procurement laws. So there was a lot of misinformation out there without them being able to counter it. Once the council chose to go ahead with this in June, go ahead with negotiations, that is, the two sides could get together and discuss things. They could also negotiate. They could compromise. And you saw the slow progression of this from yeah, like Randy, Randy Keating said, probably not to a unanimous vote where pretty much all the council members, save one last night, were, were speaking without reservation about this proposal.
2: Craig, you talk about the next step and you talk about signatures and going out and beating on doors and getting people to sign this um, to get this to referendum in May. What are we talking about for numbers? How many signatures do the Arizona Coyotes and the, and the Tempe City Council and the people of Tempe need to get to get this to referendum?
1: So, and again, this will be the coyotes that are gathering all the signatures. They, in fact, Javier Gutierrez told me last night that they plan to do this. Is that Wiley we're hearing?
2: It is Wiley. That's
1: right. I I like that he's part of our podcast. And never mind dogs. So Javier Gutierrez told me last night, right after the council meeting, that they expect to gather all these signatures in nine to 10 days. So much faster than the required 30 days because they want to, you know, get enough time to validate all of these signatures, um, They need 2,104 valid signatures for each of the three issues on the ballot, each of those three items that the city council voted on last night. So it's 6,312 total valid signatures, but one person can sign all three of those petitions. So that's the way it works. Again, Javier said that Marina Carpenter, the general counsel, is going to drop the petition for for the signatures uh, off at the clerk's office this morning and then they're going to get started. They're going to get started right away. They expect to finish this well before the holidays.
0: That's great. I mean, the all of this is is super positive. The 7ovo, I think like you said, it has to be underscored how this went from no no votes to to a majority, to the seven, nothing. And what it helps for me is instill confidence that if the council could be convinced of what a great deal this is, so can the public. And now there's this six-month question mark span of time where the coyotes are going to do the best they can to educate the voters on this proposal. But at the same time, the opponents are going to do their best to to try and knock it down as well. Um, So there were, you know, while we saw, well, first of all, let's talk about who was there in support because, you know, we found out yesterday that commission, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman and Deputy Commissioner Commissioner Bill Daly would be flying down to Tempe to be there in support of this. I think that was a huge, huge statement um, by the NHL. And I know you know, all, ever, elsewhere around the league, people joke about how Gary Bettman is the reason the Coyotes are here and, you know, he'll do what he can. And it's funny because he joked about even or said that he's, he's heard all those things. But I think that was a huge, huge deal for the commissioner to come down for, you know, I think le- it was less than 24 hours just to be there for this vote that wasn't even, you know, at one point this vote might've been the thing to make it happen. Now we know it's going to referendum. This now, at this point was more of a a next step in the process. I just thought that was a a huge deal for them to come.
1: Yeah. It's clearly a a show of support from the league um, with all that, (laughs) with all the coyotes have been through. You know, it's funny. I I got the chance to speak to Gary and bill one-on-one while Javier was speaking outside of council chambers before the meeting. And, you know, we, Basically, everybody knew ahead of time that the, the council was going to vote in favor of this. It was pretty clear that it was going to be overwhelmingly in favor. I don't know if anyone knew it would be 7-0, but I asked Gary just sort of what a relief it was to see it come to this point with a team that had been troubled. And I stammered for a minute. I was like, for a while. And he goes, you mean for 25 years? <laughs> so they are clearly aware of the fact that the Coyotes have been sort of the problem child of the NHL for basically their entire existence so to get this step in the process done with to know that council is completely in favor of it and to have a general sense that the citizens of Tempe right now at least are in support of this it's obviously a good feeling for the league it validates their steadfast support of this franchise in light of all you know in 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 spite of the fact that It's had so many struggles, so many ownership issues, financial issues, arena issues. They have been steadfast in their support of this market. They believe this market can work. And now they finally feel like they have the pieces in place with an arena coming online and an ownership group that can make it happen.
2: And one of the things, too, Craig, you've talked in the past, uh, you actually reported that Gary Bettman talked about, you know, all-star game and draft. This time he's said it, and we've seen it come out of his mouth now that he's talked about if Tempe can get this to go through and everybody votes on the referendum, then he's all but guaranteed that this is going to be a site of an upcoming um, all-star game and an NHL draft. Did you get to talk to him about that one-on-one?
1: Yeah, it's he he reiterated that. Both of, both of those things will Happen, And he, he has chided me for my uh, lack of faith in the idea of an NHL draft in Arizona in the middle of the summer. <laughs>
0: That's the one thing we'll argue against. Like, yeah, we're, we're a <laughs> team like Gary Aaron. It's like, no, no, no. The draft doesn't need to be here.
1: He basically but- call me soft. Yeah, yeah saying but- that that citizens of arizona are tough enough you don't have enough faith in the citizens of it's
0: more i worry more about the canadian media <laughs> i,
1: I i've lived here melt. for
0: so long and i throw a fit every time it's over 100 degrees as if i don't know it's coming for, you know,
2: 17 years, however long I've lived here. Yeah, Um, but both those events are economic impacts on the city of Tempe, too. Like, those are huge, huge events, both of them, the All-Star Game and, like, you talk about the, you look at what the All-Star Game did to (laughs) Vegas and shooting out cards on the Strip. Just think of some of the things they can do out in the desert. I mean, I don't know, because it's going to be February when they do that, so it's a little different time frame. You could do a lot of fun stuff outside in Arizona.
1: And the outdoor game, right, that Steve Mayer told us about, recently when I toured the league office and we were, you know, we're standing out front of Tempe city council chambers. And if you look just a little bit to the East from there, you can see sun devil stadium. And I'm standing with bill Daly, and I'm like right there, buddy, that's where you have to put the outdoor game. That's the only choice, right? There. I,
0: lo- I love whenever Craig gets FaceTime with the commissioner and yeah, no. <laughs> deputy I- commissioner, <laughs> it just brings me joy. And I think another thing that w- it hasn't been mentioned as much, but it was another thing that was reemphasized was the 30-year non-relocation clause, or whatever you want to call it. And can you imagine what a relief that would be to have that? Like yeah. for Coyotes fans who've never had like more than five minutes of of security, and for the the team and the players and the st- I don't know. I just that one's a
1: big one. I didn't have a chance to probe that one um, after the uh, meeting, I, here's what I wonder. like in all business deals, you, you know, you can say that as, as people will tell me, there's always an out, there's always a way to get out of these deals. So I, I don't know how ironclad that is, but it certainly feels like just another gesture on the league's part to say, to say to Tempe, essentially we're here to stay. And and look, even if there is an out, even if there's some sort of legal, language in in the agreement that allows them to get out in the event of crazy circumstances it should be pretty clear by now that the league does not want to leave this market when you consider just the the trail of tragedy that the cavs have left in their wake
2: the for the past 25
1: years and the league has remained in this market they don't want to leave the valley and and as alex Morello. Said at the podium last night, "Am I selling the team to Tillman Fertitta and the Houston Rockets?" No. So you just put that out there. Obviously, Finally. crushing the votes of uh, uh, hockey fans in Houston.
2: Finally, yeah, but even when even when they were in Glendale, and you looked at a 15-year lease or the 20-year lease or the long-term lease that they signed originally, within a year or two, that that lease is gone, torn up, and oh, well, we got a way out of this. So you're right to have, I, to Leah's point, to have somebody go, oh, Thirty years. I mean, even even if there's a little backdoor, a little loophole. Thirty years. It just thank goodness. And we can can we stop then? Can we finally stop this? We city? can. Council we can finally just
0: talk yes, just talk about hockey. hockey. That's Agreed. that's the dream. That's the dream for for people like us for for Coyotes fans who have just dealt with this BS for so long. Um, but so, Cheerston had the opportunity to talk. To Gary Bettman before the city council meeting and of course Gary you know doubled down on his stance on the Coyotes being where they need to be um, but also specifically more toward being in Tempe as opposed to just Arizona as a whole. Um, So this is what Gary Bettman had to say about the you know the the tumultuous journey through Glendale and now here to Tempe.
2: I think they're where they need to be and by the way i'm grateful to asu for sharing mullet arena uh obviously it's got to be temporary because of the size uh, but all reports we're getting is it's been a fun experience and on a temporary basis it it works and again we're grateful to asu
0: i like how many times he said the word temporary just that felt like a a little reminder to everyone as well But
2: Yeah, it's just good to hear from the commissioner again. I think it just gives reassurances, not just here in Arizona, but across the world of hockey that, oh, okay. And I saw that a lot on Twitter last night where other markets were saying, oh, this is serious now. I mean, not now, but but having Gary Bettman come there. Do this. Go to the meeting. Say what he said. People are kind of going, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess maybe this is probably r- real, and and we're not moving to Houston." So I, I think that was a, an outstanding sh- gesture by the league, having um, Batman and Daily come down and, and say what they said. I think it gives all the Coyote fans a little bit more reassurance um, that this is, you know, a team that's going to stay here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and that was something that was echoed by Javier Gutierrez in his comments too. Um, talking about just what it meant for Gary Bettman and Bill Daly to come down. And I think he even said they were leaving like right after the meeting, getting back to New York at three in the morning. So this wasn't a convenient trip by any means for them. Obviously the, those two are quite busy, but just what it represented. And I think another you know person who, who showed up at this meeting and spoke, who wh- which was surprising, but also in a way kind of like how the NHL Gary Bettman was there to represent the NHL. Alex Morello spoke at this meeting as well. And Alex Morello, he and he's present at things like you'll see him around. We saw him at the Coyotes preseason game in Tucson. He's he's there. But he really hasn't spoken much since his introductory press conference. Um, It's very rare. Zero times, that is. Um, it's, It's very rare that we hear from him at all. Javier is usually the one doing the talking so it was a huge huge deal for alex morello not only to show up to the meeting which i think that would be kind of expected but to get up to the mic so craig yeah. what sorts of things did alex morello have to say at the mic at, at last night in tempe
1: yeah and first of all that felt impromptu honestly there were a couple people that had come up and said you know talked about all the people that were speaking on the counties, but why isn't alex morello up here speaking and they actually didn't even call Alex up to the mic. It was supposed to be Javier going, and Alex went instead. He talked about partnership with Tempe. He talked about some of the concerns that that uh, residents have raised. And one of those, of course, is affordable housing. And Nick would address that later, talking about how difficult that process was. Look, they, they, they made a lot of concessions in this deal for the city of Tempe. And, and again, you can go and look at the deal on the city of Tempe's own website, free from Everybody's interpretation and judge it for yourself. But Alex's point was look, we're we're gonna solve the problems we can. We want to work in partnership with you. We want to do what we can for the city of Tempe, but we're not gonna solve all the problems. So he, he was honest about that. And you know what the coyotes stand for. At least they've they've been very public about inclusion, diversity, and and in many ways they've they've exhibited it that with with their behavior, and that's who they want to be in Tempe as well. But I, you know I mentioned the thing about not selling I mentioned the commitment there's so many things that he discussed but it was really an impassioned speech that he gave and it honestly I I thought it was important that he got up I agreed with the citizens or the opponents who were saying why isn't Alex morello up here I think it's important to hear the owner's point of view this is the guy at the at the at the the top of the food chain here trying to get this deal done we need to hear from him Javier obviously is, is a, a, uh, an experienced public speaker, and, and they want him to handle most of this side of things. But occasionally, Alex Morello needs to step out there and, and speak on behalf of this franchise because, again, he's the guy leading the whole thing. People need to know where he stands on issues. So that was an important moment, I thought, for the Coyotes last night.
2: Craig, one of the other things that you talked about, him, him getting up and speaking, one of the things that I've been worried about all of this time is, you know, the perception of him and his financial woes and his ability to pay bills. And is that going to be a stumbling block for this moving forward or is that him getting a chance to speak in front of these people? Did that get some of that quelled at all?
1: I don't know that you can quell that with words. Uh, you know, people will look at actions in the past, and the Coyotes made mistakes, right? Like, there's, listen, there's there's no excuse for failing to pay their bills in those situations. It was a bad look for the franchise. They shouldn't have done it. I hope they've learned from it. I hope it's just not their MO in business because it won't sit well. You You can't do that in professional sports. You might get away with that in other business arenas because, quite frankly, there's not the media scrutiny on you. But every time you do this, it's going to come out, whether it's, you know, with ulterior motives like Glendale did or whether it's just simply facts that are coming out. You can't do this in the sports arena. I hope they've learned their lesson. They need to learn their lesson because ASU has protections against this and Tempe has protections against it. But I only I think only time will tell whether the financial component of this is actually a risk for the city or if, in fact, they're going to make good on all of their promises. And this is going to be what council thinks a great deal for the city of Tempe.
0: Yeah. And I think just going back to Morello speaking as well, we've, we've heard from Javier so much and I feel like, you know, he has his his talking points. Look at the money that Alex Morello has put just into the temporary solution with ASU. This is the money that they're putting forth and we'll get into the details of the the deal in a few minutes. Um, But to hear him come up and actually speak for himself, why he wants to do this, the impact that he wants to have, on the city of tempe i think that's really significant because there's only so many times javier can say oh alex morello puts his money where his mouth is and you know he's committed to hockey in arizona but to hear it from alex Merlot himself i think that, that's really significant and and you know not maybe it didn't necessarily sway the council one way or another but for a public perception and for because people are going to look to this back to this meeting the voters when they're you know getting informed on the issues and think okay the, you know the owner the person who's putting the money forward he cared enough to to come up to the podium and speak so I think that speaks volumes as well um before we get we have we still have a lot to talk about I want to talk about who opposed the deal what the specifics of the deal are and and what comes next but before we do if I could set, a DraftKings line right now on whether or not this will pass, I would be very interested to see what that would be. Unfortunately, that's not something that you can bet on right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but there is plenty you can do. The NBA season is heating up NHL. If you bet the over in the Kraken Kings game, congratulations. That one was crazy last night. Um, But, you can win tons of money on DraftKings. They always have boosts going on. You can opt in. click Just literally click the opt-in button and you get all these odd boosts. It's such an easy way to win some money. So right now, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up with the code PHNX, place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game, you'll get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX, only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And also yesterday, we had the Team USA win the World Cup match versus Iran. That was an unbelievable game. And once again, complete packed house at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub for that one. Amazing vibes there. And it's going to be that again on Saturday morning, bright and early when Team USA plays in the, uh, I think, what is it? The best of 16 round? I should know this more. Yeah. Yeah. So... They will have that at Four Peaks, bright and early, $3 kit lifter and Wow Wowie Pines giveaways, guest appearances, and more, plus that 22-foot screen. And you want to RSVP now, the link is in our description below. That gets you in the section right in front of the big screen. Otherwise, we can't guarantee that you'll get a spot. And I promise you, the Eastery Pub has been filling up. So you can catch all the World Cup party action for free at Four Peaks Mexico versus Saudi Arabia on Wednesday, noon kickoff, 11 a.m. Watch Party. You can register for that in the link in the description below as well. And as always, if you're drinking Four Peaks, you must be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly.
2: And do you know who just RSVP'd for that? And it's not me. It's PD Jr he's nice. going at 7 a.m we just had an order <laughs> on saturday he was, yes he is 7 nice. a.m He got he just rsvp'd a table of four in the watch party area he's got his he just bought his usa soccer shirt last night well more like i did <laughs> he is 21 and older and he will uh, be enjoying responsibly at 7 a.m <laughs> good lord perfect time a, a little yeah, beer I, with your breakfast
1: i haven't had a chance to listen to the uh, rising show yet but you know, I, so I'm curious for their opinion on this. But like, I actually know some soccer people, and they think the U.S. has a real chance against the Netherlands. Really? Just the way, wow. The way, they, the way they match up. So, can you imagine that if they get to the round of eight? That would, oh, that would be spectacular. That's one other be thing, drastic. Leah. One other thing, Leah. You have pulled with DraftKings. I think you could get the Tempe Arena thing
2: on the DraftKings.
0: That, okay, maybe we should try. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we yeah. should try. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. Why not? I Just would do love it. to I know. That.
2: That's a bookend day on Saturday, then. So we got to start with with USA soccer at seven a.m. and then we have Coyotes at what? Eleven p.m. Start. <laughs> eight p.m. Yeah, yeah, perfect. And
0: if you start drinking that early, you you're you're bound to make it to the eight p.m. start, right? You won't be asleep.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> Saturday <laughs> a jammies night for us.
2: I it guess. might it may just be is that Vancouver. Be. That's Vancouver. It is. Right? Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt.
0: All right, well, let's get back to Tempe City Council talk. We talked about who was there in support for the Coyotes. Of course, a couple more mentions. Bill Armstrong talking about the hockey plan and then Shane Doan. I mean, he ha- the face of the franchise. Oh. And if you haven't seen it, check out PHNX underscore Coyotes or Chirsten Susel on Twitter tweeted a video of Shane Doan speaking. And, and like you mentioned in your article, Craig, it, it, he wasn't intending to you know, make it about how he's the face of the franchise, but he just is. And And that, that speech from that guy, the last public speaker, I think his name is Tyler. I, I actually found him in one of the Coyotes. Meisterham. Yeah. 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 Tyler Meisterham and talked about just Shane Doan. He's a God. And he would he (laughs) wouldn't be part of this. That
1: quote was fantastic. He
0: wouldn't be part of this if he didn't believe in it. And, and just to get a little sappy for a second, like the pipeline of Shane Doan's impact on this community to Josh Doan playing for a division one NCAA program in this market. Like those two things are connected for more in more ways than one. Um, just the, the growth of the game in Arizona. And it stems from Shane Doan and his impact. So great to hear from, from him and Bill Armstrong last night yeah, too.
1: With, with Doan in particular I, and PD, you know, this you, you've known him forever. Uh, when he speaks in situations like this, first of all, he's he's so genuine and he's so humble, but he's so invested in this community and this franchise as he has been forever. He could have left multiple times but stayed committed. We know his role in helping in the locker. We know his role in helping keep the team here. I I don't. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, emotional speeches last night, and we talked about Alex. But when when Shane got finished speaking, you just come away with this feeling like. Okay, I'll give you my firstborn. What whatever you ask of me, I'll do it because that's that's the impact he has on people. So we need
0: him knocking on doors of people yes, who are opposed serious. to this. Because how can you say no?
1: You can't to Shane down You you simply can't. I, I
2: completely agree with that. But yeah, you like- know Go ahead, Petey. No, I just got to say, you're right. We talk about Shane Doan a lot on this show, and what he meant to the community. But, but the the, the last speaker got it right. Shane Doan's an honest man. I mean, that's his his reputation is incredibly important to him. And I think that speaks volumes to him getting up and saying what he said. I mean, he, he believes in it, and I believe in Shane. And so I, I think that goes a long way. And so if you haven't heard him, definitely jump on Twitter and hear what he had to say. Because it, you know, if that doesn't change and sway minds, I don't know what can.
1: Before we talk about who spoke in opposition, two more people who spoke on behalf of this that I should mention. Well, one of them who did work behind the scenes that— Vice Mayor Jennifer Adams told me about former Mayor Hugh Hallman, who I've spoken with. He's He's been quoted on BHNX as well. Hugh Hallman did a lot of work in an advisory role on this deal. So they brought him in, and, and Hugh Hallman is definitely in favor of this. He has told us that in writing on, on our website. But the other person that showed up, another guy that I've quoted in the past is former Mayor, mayor Neil Giuliano, and he spoke last night. And again... Neil said Neil talked about he was he was here when Tempe Town Lake sort of came to be right when they got the east end of it. And you you saw he talked about how transformative it was for the city. And you've really started to see that, I think, in recent years with all the building that's going on along that end of the river. Well, Neil's point is. This completes the look. I mean, this is this is really some of the only available land left in Tempe. It's long been a problem area. He he mentioned that. This has been a, a problem piece of land for the city for a very long time. He he said when you look at this deal, it's just it's basically a home run. So, it was good to hear two former mayors weighing in on this as well, you know, aside from the support from council. There are two guys who have sat in that seat and understand the big picture for Tempe and the history of Tempe and they are both overwhelmingly in favor of this proposal.
0: Yeah, that's super significant as well. And Craig, even the people who were kind of in opposition on the city council at a certain point, and you quoted um, one of them in your story that published this morning, uh, Doreen Garland, is that how you say her name? Um, and, yes. and obviously she ended up voting yes, because it was a unanimous seven, nothing vote. Um, but her, her concern was, oh, well, you know, Are we 100% sure this is what we want? Because once this, you know, once we vote on this and it's gone, like that piece of land is gone. But, you know, you can make that argument about any decision that you ever make. Like, how do I know this is right? What if there's something else out there? But that's just the nature of life. Like you're always, that's what decision making is. you're, You're choosing one thing and what you're giving up is the option for many other things. And you can sit there for 100 years and say, well, what if it's this? What if it's that? It's like she still voted yes <laughs> so right. you know i think that's that's important to note that even her concerns weren't super substantial anything more than just wondering what if, which is just, and that just the anxiety that comes with decision-making.
1: Sure. And the backdrop of their, you know, their relationship with Glendale is something that bothers a lot of people. I don't, I yeah. don't think the city of Tempe is in spite of the fact that the airport continues to speak <laughs> against this. I don't think the city of Tempe cares anymore. And I think they <laughs> believe that their, their legal case is ironclad. So I don't think they have any concerns there. Uh, in a case spoke, uh, Brendan Walsh, who was the, uh, CEO of, uh, case uh it's it's basically a union that represents um hospitality workers they they have their own agenda and they'd like their workers involved in this i think i think there's going to be a lot of union presence actually in this project but uh, i don't i don't know that the coyotes had much concern with either of those groups although the, i think they thought that case might get this on the referendum themselves um but it's the citizen groups that they're trying to placate right that's that's who the the city council is really concerned with right now there were there were I mentioned this to Petey off the air. I was surprised at how few people spoke in opposition. There were maybe a handful of citizens who spoke against this, maybe three or four. But that was it. The Coyotes obviously did what they needed to do to bring all their supporters to speak. So if you look at, I think it was 39 public comment cards that were were submitted last night, overwhelming majority of them were in favor of this project.
0: And that's significant because when you look at the 100 speakers, I think in June, I don't know the exact number. It, it wasn't quite half in opposition, but it was a bigger chunk than just a handful of 39, I would say. So, Craig, you mentioned Case and some citizens in the airport. Were they were those groups the only opponents? And also there was a, a, um, a protester outside that Gary Bettman handled with grace that you can also see that video on cheerston and PHX coyotes twitter as well
1: yeah i'm not even i'm not even certain i have a full handle on what that protester was protesting it wasn't i'll, I'll be blunt it wasn't terribly coherent what what that person was talking about so and and gary did you know after he, you saw the cheerston video where he, gary turned around and said can we have a minute and i promise i'll talk to you in chambers one-on-one and he did gary went up to him and when when gary went up to him well it got a little nutty. I'll just put it that way. And Gary realized I, I need to walk away from this person. Um, but at least he addressed it. Um, but yeah, that uh, other than that, I mean, I think we've addressed the opposition. And there there just wasn't that much of it present last night.
2: But Craig, one of the biggest oppositions, you talked about case, but the other one that's been overwhelmingly against this and publicly in Scottsdale and Tempe is the airport. Yep. And I know they had a, a little presence last night. Are we getting any farther along with the airport? Are they starting to go, well, okay. Or where are they today?
1: Yeah. And I think we are actually in, in it was city of Phoenix director of aviation services, Chad Mikofsky, who spoke last night at at the council meeting. And and a lot of what he said was conciliatory, actually, talking to Mayor Woods, saying, thank you for meeting with us. Thank you for addressing some of their concerns. And it felt like a lot of their concerns had been addressed. They still have some. But you remember that flyer that went out to residents in, in nearby neighborhoods saying, oh, my God, they're going to reroute planes over your neighborhood. And and we had a couple of people like, talking about, like, what if there's an air crash? Like, what if a plane crashes into a building? It was just like these wild scenarios that people were flowing Throwing out where you're just like shaking your head, hoping for this this speaker to finish and we can move on to another one. But there are some concerns that the airport has. But Corey Woods, after that flyer went out, you guys remember his response. He was livid. This is this is a really mild mannered, largely you know when he speaks publicly or or talks publicly, he he is bereft of emotion. Right? He doesn't he doesn't seem impassioned. He just speaks very logically and very straightforward. He was pissed off after that flyer went out. So I think that sparked further conversations between the two sides because he made it very clear that that's not the way you go about this thing. We sit down together and we talk about it. He made it very clear. And I think that's what's happened since then. So I think they are moving a little farther along toward an agreement.
0: As far as the concerns of the citizens themselves, I think the one that I saw coming up a lot was traffic. Which is which is understandable as, you know, a resident who drives through those neighborhoods daily. And and then of course the one that Alex Marlowe addressed, which is housing costs. So, you know, those are valid concerns that the coyotes will, you know, have to address over the next six months when they're putting out their, you know, public I can't even think of what the word is, but putting together the information that the voters need to know. Um and, and I can see that leading to some no votes for some Tempe residents but you know we like I said we saw the the way that the council moved from no to maybe to yes and I think there's that opportunity for the public to have that same progression as well. Um, I think we should talk about the specifics of the deal more because you know we saw the Coyotes presentation in in that June or May meeting I can't even remember now but um but they got into a little bit more last night and there's still there's still misinformation out there every day I see oh the taxpayers on the hook for that like that's just simply false so I think we need to kind of lay out just the bullet points just the the need to knows of this deal um and that that the coyotes presented last night so they literally had a slide up with bullet points the project summary um and it's a 2.1 billion dollar project, just just to start with that, one of the largest property development developments in Arizona's history. We've heard the phrase over and over from landfill to landmark, um, but that is the case because there's a. million tons of trash
2: by the way that's what we're saying about craig's house and his remodel too yeah (laughs) (laughs) landfill to landmark (laughs) i think think the coyotes stole that from craig
1: oh i still like from dumpster fire to destination but i mean we
0: can run with our own and and maybe and you know what it's not just uh the site it's the coyotes themselves the team dumpster (laughs) fire to destination how about that last place to um a place that all the free agents are going to be wanting to come just saying um but it's not just a hockey arena 16,000 plus seat arena it's also the coyotes practice facility which would serve as a public rink that youth that can host youth hockey and you know it's we in ted It's Ted Tempe and entertainment district and entertainment district would include a restaurant row, retail center, fine dining, boutique, shopping, hotels, um, shops, residential unit up to 1,995, a theater, a 3,500 person theater. And as you think of all of this, you think of all the jobs that that can provide, you know, having all those retail spaces there, the construction of it as well. So that has to be an appealing thing for Tempe voters as well. And when uh, Mayor Cory Woods spoke after the meeting, he talked about, you know, if you don't go to the TED at all, if you don't spend a dime at the arena, at a shop, at a hotel, in a residence, then you're not paying taxes for this. But that's the thing. So if you're going and you're buying a hot dog at the arena and you're paying, you know, you pay tax when you buy things, that's the only tax that you're paying on that site if you stay away from it completely if you're a tempe resident and don't go near it don't spend your money then it doesn't then you're not paying taxes on it and i think that's important to note. and that was something that mayor cory wood spoke about after the meeting because there is that concern we saw how everything went down in glendale how the taxpayers were on the hook for that and how that caused a lot of destruction emotionally and mentally for everyone involved
2: Craig, I want to I'm, I'm gonna take what Leah just said and I'm gonna toss this to you. Want to make this incredibly clear. So if anybody listening, I don't want them to walk away from this thinking otherwise, who pays for this deal?
1: Yeah, it's it's privately financed as, as Alex Marlo has said that so it, it will be through financial institutions they will raise the capital uh you listen there there are some nuances to this
2: and and again I urge people to go to the city of Tempe's website to can read you t- it. can you tweet that out after Craig can you tweet that website link or can we do it from the show yeah yeah my story yeah
1: yeah okay um but he, listen there's still concerns like w- what happens if the coyotes run into financial issues well Tempe built some protections into this deal for themselves. Does it mean that things couldn't go south? Well, I don't know. I I don't know what the scenario is. That's calling for so much speculation. And I understand there's concern because this is a massive deal for the city. What if things do go south for the Coyotes? Like like I said, Corey Woods addressed that as well. And you can see some of that in the presentation as well, that they've tried to protect themselves in the event of, of those sorts of issues. Will it be enough? I don't know, guys. I, I simply don't know. Will will the entire development that has been planned actually been built out? We know from looking at Westgate that the, the plan for it was much larger in scale than what actually exists on that footprint. So you can look at an artist's rendering and say, oh, my God, this is going to be fantastic. Is it going to be realized? Again, only time will tell.
2: But lastly, and again, I don't want to beat this over the head to Leah's point And to your point, if I live in South Tempe, I'm a Tempe resident. I don't go to hockey games. I'm not going to the restaurants by the freeway because it's too busy up there. I'm staying here. I am not paying right. for this in my taxes. Period. Yeah, you're,
1: you are not. Yeah, that's uh, that is one or one hundred percent accurate. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, there's going to be a lot. of He was. Corey Woods was in the story, too. The quote that I used was crystal clear on all of that. But. There will continue to be misinformation. Sure be. Anytime people hear tax, you know, tax breaks for yeah. uh, a wealthy owner, they lose their mind and they they just imagine they're paying for it. You yeah. got to read the details. Of course, the the devil is always in the details. You you have to understand the nuance. But listen, that's that's the world we live in now. There's there's there are a lot of uninformed people and there's a lot of misinformation out there.
2: And the other thing you talked about, one of the other concerns is traffic, and Leah mentioned it earlier. They address traffic concerns and mitigation plans, and there's a plan. And I know even in our neighborhood, you look at the traffic some days and you go, gosh, it's bad, and you call the city. Well, we have a plan. okay, there's a plan. There's a plan to alleviate some of the traffic concerns in the neighborhood surrounding the proposed TED. There is a mitigation plan to help with those traffic concerns. Now, if you live right next door to that, are there going to be some painful days? I am sure that there are, but there are plans to mitigate some of that traffic and get the egress into that building much more palatable for the people that live in that community. So there is a plan. It's not they're just going to throw 20,000 people on a game (laughs) day and, you know, we've got one road going in Park wherever you want. Exactly. So there, there's, I, yeah. there are plans to mitigate some of the traffic concerns. And I, I think once you talk about the airport, you talk about case, you talk about traffic, you talk about taxes. I don't live in Tempe. I'm not a Tempe resident and I don't get a vote, but I'm, I'm really struggling to see the downside. However, I do get it. If, if I live a block away from that, maybe I don't want it. But guess what? Now I can walk to more restaurants. I can walk to more, uh, I can get to entertainment. It'll probably raise
0: the property value of the 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 places that are close
2: to it. Jobs and economic impact on the city is just overwhelming. You talked about those events. Look at the events we talked about already, the draft and and an All-Star game. Guess what? Things, and I'm not getting ahead of myself, but things like the NCAA Final Four are possible. Now, I'm not saying they're going to get it. But they're possible. Yeah. Um, things like the World Junior Tournament that are no oh. have never been possible in <laughs> in the past are now. Give possible. it to me. <laughs> so you yeah, can seriously, these,
1: bucket list event. For me, holy yeah. exactly. moly! So you can yeah, get yeah, these yeah. big
2: premier events now in a city. They can handle that kind of a crowd and handle those kind of events because you've got not only you've got the ASU building and you've got the TED building. Now you can handle these major hockey events, yep. and basketball events. Yeah,
1: maybe. Yeah, maybe ASU will get I I am curious. Obviously, we'll have to wait until May to see what voters say. But I am curious if ASU will then move forward with the story that I reported on a while back, that they are definitely interested in moving Sun Devil basketball men's and women's programs into this arena. They won't have to build their own arena. It'll be a big win for ASU to not have to finance another arena if they can move in there. But you mentioned traffic as well. I thought the, the city staff's presentation on that was really good last night. They talked about all the areas around it, and there were literally only two intersections where they felt like the the, the traffic flow was wasn't going to be at an acceptable level. So they're going to have to mitigate that. They also talked about plans to keep uh, any anybody commuting to games or events or the the entire district from parking in the nearby neighborhoods. Now I don't know how you do that on a nightly basis, like you can probably do that for events. You can literally just block off those those neighborhoods and keep people out of there. You probably can't do it on a nightly basis when there are not events there and people are just going to hang out. But I'm curious to see how they'll manage that, because I know that that was a major concern for the people living literally right behind that development.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, Craig gets into a lot of this in the story that he published today on gophnx.com. That is unlocked. Um, If you don't, know already most of our content on the website gophnext.com is unlocked there are some things that are for diehards only including craig's prospect report published earlier in the week Um, but there's a lot of perks to becoming a diehard including a free shirt and hat at sign up 20% off all merchandise and events access to the diehard only discord and a lot more but definitely head over to gophnext.com and check that out um, because it's a really really great summary of what happened obviously craig how long did it end up being, Craig? Four hours, the meeting.
1: Uh, yeah, Three? four and a half. Four and a half, actually. I, I think Ooh. I left there. I think I left there 10:40. I was lit- Javier and I were literally the last two to walk out of there, other than the police officers who were waiting. <laughs> who were
0: saying, "Please leave." Out.
1: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Please leave. So, yeah, and, and listen, everybody showed up at like four o'clock, so we were there. Yeah. You know, almost yeah. seven hours, but that's what it is, you know.
0: Yeah. So definitely check all of that out at gophnx.com and uh you know the coyotes they've had a couple days off here it's been nice for them and for us to get some rest but there's been plenty of sports going on basketball hockey there's a ton of games last night Um, and if you wanted to play daily fantasy with any of those you could could have done so on underdog fantasy it makes it so fun to participate in in all sorts of sporting events including you can do this for the world cup as well which makes it fun and you can also play the pick'em game just pick higher lower and player point totals we talked about Jacob Sherkin and his shot attempts, that might be something interesting to choose higher on. I think Mitch Marner for the Toronto Maple Leafs has a crazy shot output right now. Him and John Tavares playing. So there's just a lot of little things you can do on Underdog that makes it so much fun. We have a lot of fun doing it. People in our office have won a ton of money with it, which has been a lot of fun. $400, $1,000. So check out Underdog Fantasy. It's super easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with the promo code PHNX and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. So put that money in right when you sign up and they'll match you right away. And then you can start playing with the money that they give you. So you don't even have to put down your own money. It's super, super fun and easy to use much like you're not putting down your own money to build the ted if you're a tempe resident <laughs> how's yeah, that well, for a tie-in <laughs> so let's kind of i guess wrap this up put a ball on it what what is na- what does this mean now going forward what's next what can we expect next and just overall what does all of this signify going forward
1: yeah well it first off it, it again it it underscores council's overwhelming support for this deal. And and I talk in the story a lot about how this deal evolved from in January, not having enough votes to now being unanimous in favor. There was a lot of, of negotiating. Uh, there were a lot of concessions made, made by the Coyotes. Javier Gutierrez told me there were some areas where they weren't willing to budge, but as, as multiple council members told me last night, there were a lot of areas where they did budge and, 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 Jennifer Adams told me they played a little bit of hardball with them, bringing in Hugh Hallman, and they got a lot of things that they wanted in this deal. You know, public art, things of that nature. Uh, I, I'm, I'm blanking. Sorry. No, but
2: you're right, Greg. As you're going, there's so many benefits to the city of Tempe that are outside yeah. of what this goes. I mean, they're going to pay and lease the police station. There, there are yeah, benefits yeah. to different housing programs within the yes. city of Tempe that that go well beyond what this hockey arena is going to be to benefit the city of Tempe.
1: So that got us to this point, and now, of course, it's it's all about the referendum. Uh, As as I mentioned earlier, uh, it's it's two minutes before nine o'clock. So I would imagine General Counsel Marina Carpenter is just about to drop this thing off at the clerk's office to get this process rolling, and then they will start gathering the signatures, which they expect to get done in the next nine to ten days, and then it goes to referendum in May, and the Tempe voters will have, uh, you know, they'll have the final say. But in between now and then, I guess is the concern right i asked i asked gary bettman and bill Daly about this i asked javier about this i asked council members about this they understand the process and they respect the process they understand that some people are opposed to it and have valid concerns all of that's going to come out in the wash but their point was look you 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 can look at the deal go look at the deal for yourself judge it for yourself um you know and they're available to answer questions I, i i guess Be careful of misinformation like, oh, they're going to route planes over South Scottsdale. That kind of nonsense you have to be able to see through. That's the political world we live in now. There's going to be a lot of that. But there are also going to be some valid concerns from opponents. All of that's going to come out in the wash in the next six months. I don't know how that's going going to impact Tempe voters' opinions. My sense is right now that there is strong support for this within the city. We'll see how that looks six months from now.
2: Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that if, if what Coyotes fans ask what they can do right now, if you know somebody that lives in Tempe, give them a call because it's going to really come down to the residents that, that live in that city. And and I think uh, I, I'm not too worried about the signatures. I think, like you said, Greg, that's going to be done over the next two weeks. And I honestly don't think that's going to be a difficult hurdle to reach that 2,100 um, or just over 2,000 uh, signatures. But But you're right. If you know people in Tempe, Make sure they vote and make sure they're informed. And, and that's all you can ask for is, is is get on the phone and get the Tempe people up to vote. Show ASU students who
1: are registered to vote in uh, Arizona uh, all the uh, places that will be coming in their backyard. <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: Yeah, seriously. Um, and, and that was something, too, that Gary Bettman was asked about how, you know, his confidence level in the Tempe citizens passing this. Because there is that little bit of anxiety that. Like, look at how well things have gone over the last six months or so and, and how it all came to a head on Tuesday night and how, it, that, you know, the seven to nothing vote and what that represents. But there there's still that sense of anxiety that it's not in your hands anymore. Anything that you don't have control over um, is a little bit anxiety inducing. But, you know, Gary Bettman spoke confidently that he felt that this would pass. And like we've been saying this whole hour that we've been talking about this, the fact that that we saw the progression with the council themselves, that even the people who opposed it now voted for it. So of course, there's going to be no votes in May. Um, that's without a doubt. Um, but I, I don't know. Like at this very moment on November 30th, like I feel pretty confident.
2: But Leah, you brought up a good point. There's going to be no votes, and here's what I'll say about that. That's okay, and yeah. that's what the the purpose of voting is all yeah. about. The public but if you're going to vote, understand what you're voting for. Don't take the word of a pamphlet you get in the mail by opposition. And you know what? Don't take the coyotes word for it either. Go out, go to the city of Tempe's website and read the deal and then understand it. and And then if you still don't like the deal. Vote no. And and guess what? That's okay. I I don't think anybody's going to sit there and chastise people for voting one way or the other once they're informed. And guess what? Take your own personal interests into it because that's what voting is about. So just be informed on what the real deal is. Don't take anyone else's word for it. Go learn, go get informed, and then vote accordingly. And that's okay. And I think that what the city council's point is to their personal knowledge and what they're seeing right now, this is a really good deal. And that's what they've seen. And that's what they've presented based on facts. And so I just hope people that do vote, make sure they're voting on facts and vote one way or the other, but vote, but do it on all of the information. There you go. There's my soapbox.
1: That's a good walk off PD.
0: Love it.
2: Great.
0: Love it. Um, any any other notes that we want to give on this? I feel like we've fleshed it out pretty well here. Um, of course, you can check out Phnx underscore coyotes, Craig's Twitter, and Cheerson's Twitter as well for more video and information. Craig was literally posting the slides from the presentation on his Twitter. So that there's the information um, for you there. And, of course, it's linked in his story. But I'm just... I just days like today and days like yesterday, they just get me excited for the future. What can be um, and I just close my eyes and picture myself going to the first game at the TED, which, of course, will be called something different. Um, PHNX Arena. Just
2: get tickets, though.
1: Pete has said it so many times. The area, the surrounding area is so much better.
2: It will be so it cool is. But cool if to you want to have a game, an game there. You want to go to a game how are you gonna get tickets
0: <laughs> Craig, i mean pd's just tossing up the the transition to me um of course on game time pd um oh, where else where else would you get tickets and like we learned you can buy parking passes on game time as well so no concerns about your whole game day experience because you can take care of it all on game time i have it open right now coyotes are returning from this long road trip on the ninth those tickets expensive even on game time i think it's just the bruins is plays a huge role and also just they haven't played a home game in over a month um, but the islanders on friday december 16th there's tickets for 53 dollars right now on game time um so that, that's are there tickets amazing... for the
2: ted yet are they uh no no no, no yeah no. sorry just game sorry. time
0: not quite on on top of that yet (laughs) that'd be crazy three
2: and a half years from now
0: yeah just like with the DraftKings odds for uh this to pass and we'll get the ted tickets on game time early um don't have that kind of pull but like i said plenty of great deals on game time the better deals even when you wait till the day of the game i promise you we've had uh somebody in the discord mention they were they found themselves in boston and use game time to buy celtics tickets so it's super super easy to use they had a great experience using it you can too and the best way to support us is by using the link below in our description when you buy those tickets and thinking about the ted as well thinking about all those apartments those retail spaces the office spaces they're going to need to furnish those spaces and i'm going to suggest right now to alex morello and the coyotes that they check out more furniture when they are furnishing all of it um it's Cyber week, right now, you can save up to 50% off during Cyber Week at more furniture. So maybe they can place some early orders, get a storage <laughs> container. About, and we, could them you do
2: 16,000 of those recliners that we get?
0: I mean that. You know how like movie theaters. You know how movie theaters used to be the basic seats, and now every movie theater you go to is a recliner. recliner. Right? You're like
1: you can't even go into a theater now. You're like you're like what is is this?
0: Come on, the TED is (laughs) going to be the next new NHL arena. Why not? Like.
2: With more furniture, recliners with the charging station The more and the hey, owners.
0: the more furniture arena. I there
1: mean, <laughs> uh,
2: 16,000 recliners. <laughs> yeah, I'm all in. Let's go. Unbelievable. Oh, that is I'm next dying. level. That I'm is dying. next
1: level.
0: Hey, we might be honest something here. <laughs> oh my gosh, but yeah, Craig, you started to talk about it right before. um There's just what that area is and how great it is and if you're if you've lived in Arizona for any amount of time and this is something that people outside of this market don't really understand the nuances of of the city. I think people think of Arizona they think of Phoenix and Scottsdale, but the way that everything's laid out where Tempe is right off the 202 how the 202 connects the West Valley, the East Valley, the five North. minutes
1: from the airport.
0: And and that was another thing Gary Bettman yeah. said too. Someone asked, and he said, every time I got like left the airport to drive to Glendale, I looked at Tempe and I saw a place that would be great for this team. And that's it. And we've said it again and again and again, just location, location, location. But I I think that if this gets voted on in May, if the if the residents vote yes and this gets built. What this could be, <laughs>
1: like, and for... you see the building, right? You see the building going on all along the lake now, yeah. yeah. East, east of rural now too. Uh, ASU, you know the the athletic district, all the building that's going up there. How how far does this expand? This becomes like the hub, guys. This this is where people are going to hang out. I even wonder, like, does Mesa look at this and say, "Hey, you know." <laughs> It's been really good for the city of Tempe. Maybe we ought to look at doing something along our riverfront as well, and then it just extends. I, I imagine the future and what it looks like, but ah, the possibilities are they are endless and they're exciting.
0: PD, any final thoughts? No,
2: I'm just thinking of all the things that Craig just said. You're thinking about light rail running up and down there, the transportation opportunities there, just the people and the ability. Like we said, the jerseys walking down the street, shop owners are going to have Go Coyote signs in their door. And I know Craig and I used to walk around downtown San Jose, which has a real small town feel, walking away to the rink. And you'd see shop owners and restaurants and bars, Go Sharks and Sharks Flags you'll get a sense of that in a community like Tempe. And I just, I'm so excited for the future of seeing something like that, a community getting excited about a hockey team being there.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this is a fun, a positive note to leave it on. Um, That's all on this for now. Obviously there's so much more to come. We'll have you all covered. Of course, Craig is boots on the ground been talking to all these people this entire time. Um, Randy Keating quoted in his story, mayor woods, of course, as well. So be sure to follow along with Craig at Craig S. Morgan on Twitter. And then you can follow me and Petey at S. Peters Hockey, at Leah Merrill, and at Chirsten Sousel. Thank you so much again to Chirsten for sitting through yet another Tempe City Council meeting. Um, Hopefully there's only that that last referendum to go as far as covering local politics with this sports job here. (laughs) But follow PHNX Coyotes at PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter as well. Full coverage, like we said, and of course, become a diehard today at gophnx.com so you can read not just the free and unlocked stories for Craig, but his locked ones too, because they're worth the price of admission. I promise you. That's it for us. That's the one more council meeting in the books. And now we, the countdown to May 16th begins. It's an exciting road ahead, it's a nerve wracking road ahead, but I'm excited and hopefully. Going forward after that, all we have to talk about is a hockey team that is going to hopefully get better and better as the years go by. Everybody, thank you so much for listening and and taking us in. Wherever you're listening to this, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. And we'll be back late night, Thursday night, for the post-game show for the Coyotes and LA Kings, who LA Kings coming off quite a game (laughs) from Tuesday night, so that should be an interesting one yeah, that should be an interesting one. So be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel as well, and just follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, etc. Thanks so much again for listening, and we'll talk to everybody on Thursday.